You're listening to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about keywords and keyword strategy. Of course, I got Brian over here across the table from me and Rodney to my right. And today we want to introduce actually a special guest. We're bringing in someone a little bit special for today's episode. We got Duncan, our ads guy over here. Duncan, can you kind of tell me what you do, you know, when it comes to ads and keyword strategy for Strong Coffee Marketing? Sure. Uh, First of all, hi, everyone. Um, As he mentioned, my name is Duncan and I sit over there. (laughs) Uh, In terms of what I do, um, I I mean, I basically manage the ad team. So, um, I mean, there's there's different types of ads out there. There's there's the ones that we're going to kind of focus on today that are really keyword driven. And there's all the other ones. There's video, there's the display ads, the the image ads, flash ads. Um, I mean, they're everywhere. So um, basically, my job is to reel in interested people online and get them to do what we want them to do on our website, whether it's sign up for events, it's uh, learn more about the content that's on there, um, register for, uh, I think I sorry mentioned that, register for events, but buy products, um, all that sort of stuff. So you brought up a really good point, um, interested people. And we kind of, that's, that's kind of the reason we use keywords, right, is to find who is interested in our type of stuff. Can you kind of tell me what keywords are and how they're used in ads? Yeah, I mean, keyword strategies or keywords, sorry, in general, are, um, are kind of uh, only focused around search advertising. So, uh, I mean, you, you can obviously target content by keywords, but it's not quite the same sort of, um, you're not hitting the same sort of user in terms of buying cycle. I mean, when you're hitting someone who's literally searching for words that you're trying to show up for, um, it's a much easier path to conversion. So that's, so that's exactly what keywords are. People putting in search terms into Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever, whatever search, engine search engine they're using, looking for a product or looking for a service or an event or some sort of thing. And those are the big major highlighted words they would use, yeah, right? Basically, when you're um, entering in keyword lists, you're entering in the words that you're expecting people to enter into search engines. Um, not just one, usually it's keyword phrases, it's multiple words, but um, yeah, and that's what drives um, cost per click search advertising, the ads that you see in association with the search So without giving away too much detail about any like clients or anything like that, can you give me an example of some sort of keywords that you would target or how you, or, or, or how you would go about targeting those keywords? Um, sure. I mean, let's look at, uh, best hotel in Edmonton. If somebody searches that, Mm -hmm. um, that would be kind of a, it's a quite a popular term in terms of, um, uh, how many people are actually going after it. But for the most part, um, you'd simply take the key, the root words in there that you want to target and those would be the keyword terms that you target within, um, AdWords, for example, is what the platform used to use search ads. Um, there's different ways to do the targeting and I don't want to get too much into it in terms of all the complexities that are involved. But in general, it's literally taking the the words that you want to show up for in Google search and entering those in as your keywords. So that's kind of like the layman's real basic thing. It's like what what I'm searching for, if it's best hotel Edmonton, uh, my keywords are kind of hotel Edmonton, right? No, it's best hotel Edmonton. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So Rodney, I think you had a couple of questions as well for Duncan. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll start with the first one for you, Duncan. And um, I wanted to find out, if I'm a business, right? Um, how do I work out what people are searching for when they should be finding me online? Well, I think I mean I think a lot of businesses um, uh, should really just think about 
what are the basics? I mean, wh when it comes to um, somebody searching for a hotel in Edmonton, um, there's going to be basically some trends when it comes to the words that they're searching for. And I'm going to dig into that question a little bit deeper with analytics in a second, but um, I think it just comes down to what is the theme. So basically, in anyone searching for a hotel in Edmonton, you know automatically that there's going to be two words in that search query, hotel and Edmonton. And there's, way to, there's ways to structure your keywords so that um, no matter what words are in addition to that, so best hotel Edmonton or hotel Edmonton reviews or downtown hotel Edmonton, as long as the words hotel and Edmonton are in the search query, I can target any phrase that has two specific words in it, no matter the order, um, no matter what's in between them or after them. And that's kind of what we try and think of. When I build keyword strategies, for example, I think of the, the base themes of the keywords and I build my keyword list based on what I expect to see in each search query that'd be relevant for that business. So let's keep using the example of best hotel Edmonton or Edmonton hotel. How would you kind of build that list out and kind of like fluff it out to find some maybe some more keywords or some more big search terms? Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, when keyword strategies first started out, Google only had three different types of keywords. They had uh, what's called broad match, they had phrase match, and exact match. And broad match um, is basically you just entering in the word Hotel Edmonton, but Google then takes synonyms to each of those words, and it kind of can blow out um, the keywords to almost mean what they're not supposed to mean. So hotel might become motel, for example, or it might become bed and breakfast, because Google's taking that word and making synonyms. Right. So um, it did that to kind of help the beginner AdWords user get a little bit more reach for their keywords without having to know all the nuances to what people are actually typing. Mm -hmm. um, if Google deemed the words relevant, it would show the ad. Then there was phrase match, which is those words have to be in a keyword query. So Edmonton Hotel, for example. Um, Edmonton Hotel reviews would work. But if it was um, uh, hotels in Edmonton, since there's words in between, that phrase match no longer works because those words have to be together in that phrase, but other words can be associated either before or after. In that order as well? Um, yes. So, 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 so if so I type in just Hotels Edmonton in quotation marks, which is what you do for phrase match, mm -hmm. then those words have to be together no matter what's before or after them. But if something in between, then it won't show up. I see. Okay. okay. Um, exact match is the final one. Uh, well, the almost the final one, but that's it has to be written exactly as the keyword is. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because initially when you built keyword campaigns, you'd have to have giant lists of 50, 60 different variations. So I'd have to have, if I wanted to show up for motels, I'd have to have Edmonton Motels as another keyword. Um, but now the way that we build keyword lists um, is using this thing called broad match modifier, which is what I was describing before. If there's themes in the keywords that I know um, will be in the search queries that I want to show up for, um, I basically write the keywords with a plus. So I do plus Edmonton plus hotels. Mm -hmm. And that means to Google that anytime the word Edmonton hotels is in any search query, no matter what's in between it, before or after it, um, that'll make my ad trigger. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about those is it really um, reduces the amount of legwork I have to do to build campaigns because I start to get a sense of um, really quickly what keywords are triggering um, 
the ads that we want to see and then also we can see the search queries that were coming in from that to be able to weed out um, searches that may be things that we don't want to show up for through negative keywords, for example. Okay. So I know it's kind of complicated. Uh, keyword strategy can get really um, intense, but to answer your question, um, I would start out really basic and I would have, if I, that was my campaign, I'd start with two keywords. It'd be Evanson Hotel um, with pluses in front of it. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that um, Google will provide uh, ad plurals to those, so it covers hotels as well. Um, but it won't change those words. So it won't make it motel, it won't make it bed and breakfast. So would, that might be something that I would want to expand on if, would for it example, make I it that. A, would it make it accommodation? Or is that a synonym and then it doesn't quite work? I would No, um, it would not make it a, a synonym that would not work. You'd have to make that a separate group. But that's another example where if you wanted to split that out separately, I would probably build that in a separate ad group. I see. Okay. Um, so that you can track accommodation-related searches as well as hotels. I think when we build campaigns, we try to be as specific as possible because in the end, it actually helps um, uh, A, for relevance for the customer, but B, costs less in the end for um, us on the ads end. So Interesting. Because yeah, okay. okay. it's not really about just showing up for anything and everything, just being visible. It's more about being specific yes. and capturing the right um, sort of uh, person who's looking for specific terms. Yeah. yeah, and I find that um, a lot of... Um, People who use AdWords don't understand that portion of it. They try and be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. So in general, um, we try to be incredibly targeted and specific to the exact terms people will be searching that indicate they're going to buy um, and try to focus on those versus casting a really wide net and then getting all these people that are not really relevant and then trying to weed them out through negative keywords in the end. Yeah. Um, we start really narrow and then start to expand from there versus starting really wide well, and then good. getting narrow. Okay. It saves a lot of money in the long run. Hmm. All right. That's, oh, that's good. Saving money is always a good thing, isn't it? Definitely. And uh, my other question for you is, once I've figured out what keyword strategy works for me, is that it? Like, do I have... I, I can just, um, you know, relax um, and not worry about Set it. Set it in, forget it? Yeah. <laughs> um, that works well for food dehydrators. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, generally with ads, uh, we we like to kind of refine it over three months. Because what ends up happening is, you know, you, you run your initial campaign and you'll say, okay, well, 75% of this traffic is perfect. This is what I want. But 25% of it... Um, is not what I want. So if I somebody typed in worst hotels in Edmonton, all of a sudden you start to realize that, hey, my hotel's Edmonton campaign is picking up that and my ad is showing for somebody searching for worst hotels in Edmonton. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. Do <laughs> no. No. So then you, you kind of learn through that that your initial strategy, while it's pretty sound, there's going to be some things that you want to weed out. So um, Google lets you see the actual search queries that people are typing in that your ad is triggering and showing for. And by looking at those, you can identify negative keywords like worst or um, awful or, you know, like bad, poor ratings, bad ratings. Right. Um, and then you can weed it out so that your ad does not show up um, on searches that you really don't want to have your ad showing up on, even though the keywords sort of match. All right. All right, so I've picked my keywords, we've set up the strategy, and I bought my ads, and they're doing pretty well so far. How do I know they're doing so well? What's my success rate? What's my KPI? You know, what are you looking for or at for clients to kind of, you know, refine those search terms to see, you know, are, are my hard-earned advertising dollars being spent properly? I mean, there's, there's a lot you can do in terms of um, setting it up. I mean, I think with hotels, for the most part, 
they want bookings and yeah. they want phone calls. So um, depending on how you set up the ads, you could actually have um, call extensions showing up, which means if you're on a mobile device, there's a button there that says call this place or call and you click it and you can talk to somebody directly and that's actually tracked within AdWords for a conversion. Um, you could have conversions set up for booking tracking. If somebody actually goes to the site and makes a booking. Um, you can track it that way. Uh, if it's form fillouts, all this stuff is completely trackable. Um, in terms of high level though, uh, like if I were just to look at a campaign right now without any conversion tracking set up and say is this working or not, what I would do is go to the search queries and make sure that the queries that we're seeing would indicate that this person is looking for a hotel in Edmonton so that I can understand that the ads, the keywords that we're targeting as triggering searches that we want to show up for. Huh. Um, usually the way it works, if you're doing it right, you're going to have a pretty solid click-through rate in search. I mean, um, usually we kind of go for at least 2% um, and up. Um, if you're really relevant, you could see as high as 30%, especially for brand-related stuff. We've seen that quite a bit. Um, when there's uh, advertisers that want us to be going after the brand to either compete with things like booking.com or um, hotels.com, they don't want them to get the cut from the spend, so they want to make sure that their ad shows up well. Um, we see really high rates of return when it comes to um, those sorts of ads that we run. So it does kind of vary, get on the keywords you're targeting, but uh, generally you want to have over 2% for click-through rates, and if you're seeing certain keywords, for example, that are performing poorly, as in uh, getting a lot of impressions but no clicks, it may be time to get rid of that keyword, scrub it. And we'll focus on the ones that are really driving the, um, the traffic and also conversions if you happen to be tracking them. All right, so what kind of tools do you kind of, sorry, what kind of tools do you use to kind of pick your keywords and kind of set all that stuff up? Like I, I've used a Google Keyword Planner in the past myself just to kind of get some blog ideas and you know build some content type of stuff. But how do you use them in terms of actual keyword planning, actual ads type of thing? I use them for a little bit of a way that's not necessarily the way they were meant to be. And I think you use them for the way they were meant to be. Well, it's funny. I, I used to use key, Keyword Planner quite a bit. Um, I found actually um, over time, because I've been doing this for six to seven years, that I have a pretty good sense of the keywords um, that are going to drive traffic that actually have visibility. And usually I just go in there to, to double check and reconfirm um, that uh, the keyword strategy that I have in mind will actually deliver some traffic. Um, in general, I've used Keyword Planner or even a website analytics to see the content that's on there uh -huh. um, and even going to the website itself and seeing what keywords they're using to kind of build out different ad groups. And um, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, Keyword Planner is great. It gives you a sense of um, what your average cost will be, what your average competition um, is in that marketplace and also um, gives you an idea of search volumes. Um, I find sometimes the volumes aren't really represented all that well because there's not a ton of data. So depending on your keyword strategy and depending on the keyword types you're running, um, those numbers I find are, don't really give a true um, estimation of what you should expect. Um, so really what I like to do is kind of run my campaigns for a week and then see what I'm starting to get in traffic and then basically um, if I need to make new ad groups to expand, I go from so there. You tweak it according to how it's performing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like you said, it was over a three-month period, right? So it's a bit of a long game. You're kind of tweaking as you go, seeing what's working, seeing what's not, seeing where you can kind of, you know, refine. And looking for opportunities, yeah. I mean, yeah. you start to see trends in search queries, and you're saying, oh, wait, I'm not targeting that. Like, uh, West Edmonton Hotel or North Edmonton, and maybe they didn't build a campaign that was around specific areas of Edmonton. Um, or maybe the word central instead of downtown. 
um, people start to use these keywords and you can pick up on them and then build better campaigns Interesting. because of it. So Duncan, you are the first guest on the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Wow. wow. You are. And we have a little um, special treat for you that I think uh, Brian's prepared. <laughs> it's the lightning round. It's lightning, lightning round, round time. I thought it was like brownies or something. No, I, uh, <laughs> we don't have any parting gifts for you except for this lightning round. Okay. So these are, these are true and false questions. I have a bonus question that isn't on this sheet. <laughs> Only I know the bonus question. <laughs> so we're going to do some true and false questions. Duncan, hit me up with your best answer. Question number one. Long tail keywords are the secret to cheaper clicks. False. False. <laughs> do I get, a, get away with like a retort or not? Yeah, you can retort. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, you got to kind of tell us <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well... Long tail keywords can often get people into trouble because they're too specific that they get no traffic. So um, if you're too specific, then you just um, there won't be any traffic to get, which means that <laughs> you won't get any clicks whatsoever. So it sort of depends. I find that, um, like I say, I like to focus on keyword themes. Um, and the as long as you're relevant to those keyword themes, you tend to get higher um, click-through rates, which then impacts your cost per click overall. So I would say false on that one just because I feel, from what I've learned, that anything more than three keywords, there's no traffic really out there for it. So mm. Okay, sounds good. True or false, keyword strategy is pretty much a popularity contest. That would be true in the sense that your job is to try and pick keywords that are popular, that are relevant. So... Um, I think for the most part, yeah, true. Okay. True or false, negative keywords have no bearing on keyword strategy. Maybe first, before you answer the question, uh, 10 seconds about what a negative keyword is. Um, sure. I'm going to just say false and like uh, false a thousand times over. Um, negative keywords are basically, uh, how do I describe it? So if, if you have a keyword phrase um, and there's a word in there that you don't want your ad to ever show up for, you add that word in as a negative. Don't add the whole phrase in, you just add in the word. Like so you said worst, worst for, example. for example. Or awful, hotel, for example. <laughs> Terrible. Bed bugs. Bed is actually a real classic one of hotels. Unless you have a passion for bed bugs. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd still put it as a negative. Um, <laughs> Uh, but bad reviews is a mm -hmm. is a common mm -hmm. one as well. So I mean, depending on how you set it up, if it's a usually there's a theme. So I would just go with the word bad, worst, awful, bed bugs, or just bed, uh, maybe just bugs. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> depending on how people write bed bugs, they might put a space, they might not. Yeah. So oh. if you write it as bed bugs together as a negative, uh, it may still up, still show up for bed bugs um, as somebody puts a space between the two. I see. So interesting things like that. Yeah. The lightning round continues with true or false. AdWords is all about bidding the highest cost per click. False. So, <laughs> I mean, if you use the basic default buy AdWords and you don't select your own bid, um, AdWords is basically going to try and get you up into that top spot. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to be there. You can actually find a lot of cheaper conversions a little bit lower. Um, part of my job is to work on the other things that can help um, get websites to higher rankings, um, which is kind of uh, quality score, which actually uses a combination of your click-through rates, which I talked about the importance there, um, and your landing pages, and kind of the relevance overall to the keywords you're targeting, to the ads, and to the landing pages that you have on site. So when you have this whole kind of whole holistic picture of um, relevance for the user from the keywords that they're typing in to the ad that they're seeing, 
to the click-through rate, so obviously if it's relevant, you get higher click-through rate, to the website, um, Google kind of rewards you with this score out of 10, which when combined with your bid um, can help you get into that top position cheaper um, hmm. than the other guys, um, and quite significantly so. Uh, that That's why we really focus on kind of the background, because it's one thing to bid $10 to get a click, but if you can get that same click for $1 because you have everything else in place, that's a better route to go. Yeah. You've kind of answered this, but true or false, sometimes it's not necessarily the best idea to target the most popular keyword phrases, especially if there's lots of competition for those phrases. Sometimes it's not the best idea? Yes. True. See how we did that? We switched yeah, the question. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get you. Yeah. You cannot fool It's not called the lightning round for nothing, man. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, in a nutshell, if, if you're going after incredibly um, competitive terms, uh, like mortgage broker or... Um, Online casino? That they don't do advertising. Oh, uh, okay. Um, insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, insurance is a really classic one. I mean, there's, there's a lot of revenue involved with insurance, um, so, and there's a lot of competition. So basically, if you wanted to go after that, you'd be paying $10 a click. Mm -hmm. And unless you have everything else in place, um, that may take you 20 clicks to basically get a conversion, which is a lot of money up front. And a final bonus question in 20 seconds or less. What is the most common mistake you see business owners make when creating ads and creating their keyword lists? They use broad match keywords, which allows for synonyms which can get them into a lot of trouble, and they don't use negatives. That was easy. Nice. That was right. like 10 seconds. Nice. Yeah. We got five oh, seconds geez. to spare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Thank you, Duncan, for joining us today and My taking pleasure. some time out of your busy, busy ad schedule to help us out today. Mm -hmm.